0: All right, welcome to Arrow Women. I've got my co-host with me, the amazing Lindsay Ogechi. Say hi. Good morning. Hi. Thank you for joining us, men and women. As always, we are so thrilled to have you um, in conversation with us about the women of the Bible, about identity, about faith, and about what it means to just be a woman of God. And this season, we're in season three, and this is episode three, right? Yep. Yes, it is. Ooh, all of my favorite numbers coming through. Um, three is a big number for me. My son just turned three. Woo, love oh, yes. him. That's <laughs> um, good. That's, yeah, it's a theme right now. So we're in a third season, third episode, and we're going to switch it up a little bit. We are talking about one of the bad girls of the Bible. <laughs> um, we're talking about Delilah today. What do you girls know about Delilah? Samson. Then (laughs) On cue. All right. (gasps) Who wants to go first? Dig in a little bit.
1: I can go. Yeah. Um, So, you know, obviously we've read about Delilah. We've heard about Delilah since I've heard about Delilah since I was really little because she was the one who got Samson into trouble. Um, Well, let's say Samson got himself into trouble. Right. Let's say that. (laughs) Let's, let's uh wrap that. Um, but you know, just going back this time around, just reading the story, but I had to read the story two different ways. I had to read it from the way it was written, which was, I'm so sorry because Hershey has followed me into my bedroom <laughs> with his sweetie toy. Um, but I had to read the story two different ways. Um, the one way was the way it was written from the Hebrew perspective, from the Jewish perspective, um, from God to the Israelites pretty much is saying this is the way you should, not. this is the consequence when you decide to um, do your own thing. go against my will and mm-hmm. do what you want to do when you're following your passions and you're following yourself as opposed to following me. And so I read it that way. And of course, you're like, yeah, you know, Samson shouldn't have been with Delilah. And and she was cunning and just deceptive and just all of that good stuff. And then I had to stop and I read it from her perspective. This is a woman who has probably, and, and she's her story is found in Judges, I believe it's Judges 16. Ladies. Yeah. So, his story is found in Judges 16. Samson meets her in the valley of Sorek, um, which is where she is. So, he's left his area, gone to where she is. And of course, she's heard stories about Samson, about his, you know, all the things that he's done to the Philistines and just how he's pretty much pulled them down. And he is a monster you know because they're calling him that a monster who has the kind of power and strength this man does um so then yeah she may have well it doesn't say she fell in love the bible says that Samson fell in love with her right so who knows what her lifestyle was and hearing the story about this very strong man who's able to kill destroy numbers of people at the same time um who knows what she's thinking like okay, should I tread carefully in this area? Like, should I, you know, what do I do with him? Should I just, uh, am I the the woman who is able to hold this man, this powerful man? You know, like this almost is like, now she has power because she's with a powerful man that people fear. Um, and we see that because the Philistines then come to her and say, hey, can you help us, you know, find out where the source of his power is from and what, how we can get him pretty much. Um, and then she bargains. I, I see it as a bargain because I'm sure they came to her and said, oh, we'll give you a thousand, let's say 10 shekels or 10 um, pieces of silver. And she was like, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> if this man is as strong as you say he is, and if you want him that bad, then let's up it a little bit and they get to a thousand pieces of silver per person, who knows how many people were there. So let's say that there were 10 men, leaders of the Philistines. That is a 1,000 times 10. That's a lot of money. And so here goes this woman who is from probably a very poor remote area, who is now making this much money. And all she has to do is find out something about Samson, about where his strength comes from. I think that's a smart woman. Come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think she's, she's smart. Yes, we can say she's corrupt, but, and hey, people, we're not saying you should be the smart, but no. you know what? You can be smart, but let it to the <laughs> glory of the Lord. <laughs> right. Um, but she knew how to play the cards in her favor. She knew how to get something from both sides, right? So she was getting the loving and she was getting, but then she also had this money coming in that would then secure her future, so she thought. Um, But that was the one thing that stuck to me was, here comes this woman who came from a very, probably a destitute background, and then she's going to do what she needs to do to secure her future. Um, and she probably did not love Samson because if you mm-hmm. loved someone, would you really give him up for that much money? Right. So it, it questions one where her loyalties lie. If there are any at all, there probably weren't any at all. <laughs> She's like, I'm just going to focus on myself and please myself and do what is right by me. So yeah, I, I, I have so much more to say, but I'll just stop right there see what you ladies think about that.
0: Well, that's a great start. thank Yeah. Thanks, Lindsay I'm gonna throw it over to you before we come back to a few points
1: um I
2: don't know I grew up with Delilah and Samson story you know like in Sunday school the funny part is that I grew up with a dog named Samson <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I, I I know that sounds really good but like this dog was like super strong and he used to like legit pull me in a wagon when I had a broken leg when I was like in first grade So that's what I think about with this story in a funny way, but also in, like, the same way, like, you see Samson, before you even get to Delilah, he had fallen for, like, multiple women and done really stupid things. Like, you'd think, man, he would have learned his lesson, but clearly (laughs) his pride was a little, like, look at me type thing. So you see him just coming in to the story shortly after he sleeps with a prostitute and then he comes to Delilah. So to me, that was like, that's really interesting. Like mm-hmm. two verses right above Delilah. You're like, he was in Gaza and there he saw a prostitute and went to be with her. And then all of a sudden you're like, now he's in love with a woman in the Valley of Sorek named Delilah.
0: All right.
2: Um, I also found that it was like interesting the Valley of Sorek, the name of it. And that, that was randomly mentioned. Like, what is, why that mm-hmm. stuck out? Um, and the other thing I, so I started going to like the Greek meanings of it. The fact that he loved a woman in Valley of this is not like an agape love. This is like a lustful love, so to speak. Um, when you actually break down the Hebrew word of it. Um, so it means to like lustfully want somebody. Um, and then just even Delilah's name means like feeble, um, And I found that was very interesting, not that she was feeble, but that she like literally gave Samson over and he became feeble, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always find that very interesting, the way that Lord, just the people's names literally play into their story. And even to this day, I feel like it's very significant. But again, like you see Delilah, she's very cunning. Like she, she she knows how to be the temptress that's how i saw her like she knew exactly what to say how to hook him she had samson in the way that i saw her she had him wrapped around her finger to the point mm-hmm. that at first he thought it was like this fun coin game but then she pulls out the card like what woman ha- will not pull out this card to get what she wants yeah <sighs> how can you say i love you when your heart is not with me she <laughs> says that in 16 verse 15 i could just see her like and then she basically talks about how he has mocked her. She basically pulls, like, how dare you? You say you love me, but you don't, type card. And then he finally gives in. You know what I'm saying? So it's that it's that cunning slash temptress, so to speak. Um, and then she starts pressing him harder. And his soul was vexed to death. Like that, like <laughs> some harsh words. I'm like, Wow, all right. Okay. What is that?
1: Yep. You're like literally giving
2: your soul away to this woman. So I don't know those are the kind of some of the things that stuck out on Delilah's story.
1: You know what just okay, so I'm sorry, but like I just thought of the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and yep. how the Bible says that the serpent was crafty, right? Mm-hmm. And that was this woman, yeah. um, when yeah, was like... <laughs> uh, who knows where Eve was, right? Right. And she sorry, we're going back to Eve, but like, who knows where she was if she was already starting to, I don't know, think or what she was doing. But she was definitely, I would think, in a position where she was able to expose herself. Right. Right. right? Yeah. And that's what we see with with Samson is that he exposed exposes himself. He's yeah. clearly outside of where God wants him to be. Um, you talk about his love being very lustful. Um, and he's in the valley of Sorep. He is, I think they said it was like border between like, um, Israelite territory and in right. territory. So he's close to danger. Mm-hmm. He is pushing it at this point. Like, and that's where pride comes in. That's where right. That like value, like, what are you valuing yeah. right at this time? And what are you seeing? What are you beholding with your eyes? Like the Bible talks about Eve, right? Like when she saw it with her eyes, you know, like when she really looked and she was like, ooh, this is good. Then she took a bite. And I, I don't, I don't know why that correlation just came to mind, but it just reminds me very much of, you know, Delilah being sort of like the serpent where she is crafty, she is delicate, she is smooth, she knows what to say, she knows what buttons to push, she knows what desires to um, stir up inside of him that would, you know, try to the first time it failed, try second time it failed. And women, we know how to do this. <laughs> right. You know, sure, yeah. and, and at that third time, she pulls out the big card, like, yeah, how can you say you love me? She's essentially guilting him into doing something that he
0: knows he shouldn't do right
2: well i think it's funny that you bring up pride i feel like that's what i just kept seeing you know like the whole time you read the story um and then even the fact like my esv version says that when the lords of the philistine came to Delilah, they wanted her to do this they literally told her this seduce him see where his strength lies by what means we can overpower him that we may bind him to humble him yeah and then it talks about the money um the verse that just keeps coming to mind as i don't know samson was a little prideful like if you actually read the rest of his story before this and then a little after this he's very prideful so the i don't know the first verse that keeps coming to me is like first corinthians 10 12 so it says so beware if you think it can never happen to you lest your pride become your downfall and Mm -hmm. the verses right before that are basically talking about the israelites how they were a lesson for like their grumbling complaining or like whatever they wanted they lusted after things um that they couldn't have and I feel like you kind of see that in his story too like um yeah. and literally he was humbled so pride always <laughs> I don't know pride is and humility are a complete opposite so like when you start mm-hmm. walking in like this pridefulness you have to be aware that hum- humility will fall around you and it might be you being the one humbled you know Just yeah as you see in this story
0: that's good that's really good. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of parallels in the story of Samson and Delilah, which I find very interesting. For one thing, it closes the judges of Israel. Samson is the last judge, right? right. Um, and just before that, as we mentioned, if you follow his story, he's done all of these ridiculous things displaying his strength in different cities and Um, A lot of times out of spite or just out of, you know, because he can, he's very prideful. He knows the strength sort of person. Um, And then he gets to Gaza, which I think is interesting. Um, First of all, Gaza still exists today, as we know, that that's a town uh, in Palestine and he gets there and this is where he dies. So this is the last story, the last love story of his life after, who knows how many women actually, in fact, in chapter 15, he had a wife, right? Like there's a mention, right? There's a mention of a wife. So he's, he's one of those kinds of guys where women will be his downfall. Um, and Mm -hmm. we talked about this in Proverbs 31 episode, right? We talked about um, how uh, King Lemuel's mother was warning her son that women will be your downfall. And as we know, if that's King Solomon, then women was his downfall. Um, So Samson here is about to meet his downfall because of his issue with women. And <laughs> let's, let's leave it at that. We don't need to focus on him. Let's talk a little bit about the woman that he falls in love with. So the first thing is Delilah is beautiful. That's obvious because he fell in love with her straight away. Um, and then, like you mentioned, all these guys come to her saying, we need your help. So they know she's beautiful. They know that this guy's interested in her to the point of possibly death. Um, maybe because they've all been. Maybe she's well-known in the town. Um, and she, she. it doesn't say that she's a prostitute. I think that's important because she has this reputation of being this, like, loose prostitute type of woman, but the Bible doesn't actually say she is. So with that, Delilah now has this decision to make, and I read something that said that what she collected from these guys would be the equivalent today, you know, adjusted for... Today's inflation and all that uh would be the equivalent of about 15 million dollars She was loaded she was loaded okay so this is this is like a bible commentary that i saw online about bad girls with bible and they they break it down and say that she wasn't just taking a few pieces of silver she was taking a lot of money right. to do this so think about you know what situation like Ogetchi said she may have been in um, this could have been her way out and it, in fact it is. there's no mention of what happens to Delilah out of this. Like she's not mentioned again. Um, right It doesn't say what happened to her. So we can we can assume that she made out quite nicely and kind of unscathed from the situation. Uh, she probably did not love this guy like we see here it, the way it plays out. but Samson's issues and his his you know naivete about who this woman is is his fault. It's not her fault. Right. Um, so now when you look at Delilah, there's also this parallel we talked about, um, just that parallel to Eve and the serpent, this encounter with Samson, that's a great parallel. There's also the Judas and Jesus parallel, right? Because one, she asks for, or she gets silver, a pieces a of silver. Yeah. yeah, a thousand pieces of silver, which is also what Judas, um, betrayed Jesus for, right? Yeah. 30. And then, and sorry. Yeah. Silver, Pieces of silver is what I meant. Not the yeah. Amount. Yeah. Um, and then we also see that it's nothing for her to do it, despite the relationship that she right. had with this guy. Remember, he's in love with her. So they've been together for long enough for him to fall in love, even if it is a quick love. Um, they've spent a lot of time together, possibly a couple nights together, and that meant nothing to her. Right. And you see the same way with Jesus Judas traveled with him, he was with right. him. He was a disciple, and it was nothing for him to betray. Jesus so that's a really important parallel um, between the character of Delilah and the Jesus story but I also think Delilah is important for us to take away as a character of like womanhood and an embodiment of womanhood because it shows us that yes you may have these wonderful things about you yes you may be attractive yes you may be um you know beautiful and and somebody that attracts a lot of men. But what does your character say about Ah, you? How are you going to be remembered? Look at how Delilah is remembered. Look at the reputation she has after generations. It's not not a good thing, right? Right. Um, We need to, yes, see the cunningness, see the, you know, like she's smart. Yeah, that's all good stuff. But look at what happens when you use that for evil and not for good. It's that's kind of where I want to focus on for us
1: no that is so true like <laughs> man that just hits at like different levels right you might be beautiful you might have that job um you might be well known in society people may want to be you what is the hashtag which one? <laughs> like so one where now. like, oh my gosh, I can't think of it now. When I when I think of it, I'll let you know. But um, okay. where people want to be that person, it's like, oh, goals, you know, you might oh, be, goals. right? Hashtag but then I, what are they going to remember you for? What are your values? What are you, where's your, like you said, character is such a big thing. Are you right. a person of integrity? Um, Are you one who will betray just because you want to further your own goals, your own personal goals? Are you bringing people alongside you? Like, how are you lifting up? Like, I still don't. I think about her and I still can't fathom how she, like, without blinking, dropped it, collected the money and said, okay, bye. (laughs) See ya. Not even, and then every single time, like the first two times um, he, you know, made some story up, she was like, oh my gosh, the Felicity, the things are upon you. Like she didn't know that they were going to be upon him. Like she didn't say, like she didn't tip him off and say, hey,
0: by the way,
1: right. coming over.
0: They were lying in her, in her chamber for crying out loud. Wait. They were lying to each other, to be fair. Samson was busy lying too. He lied about how to kill himself, right? That's Samson, true.
1: Samson's yeah. story. I mean, we may have to do something about Samson. We may have to take a break from women for a second <laughs> and talk about the issue
0: <laughs> that <laughs> Samson <laughs>
1: And how we see that evident in today's
0: like, society. Oh my gosh, yes. This is a situation shift <laughs> as they call it today. It's not a relationship, right? Right. And that's what goes on today. You get yourself into like sexual relationships that become nothing. They just fizzle out and die like this
1: and you're both not you're not good for each other she had no business with him he had no
0: business with her um I mean he lost his eyes and then died right so. <laughs> but he also
2: gave his soul away to her like I, that I think that's first. important too yeah yeah I feel like when we lost after these like sexual immoral immoral relationships we also had to forget like part like when we become united you know hmm like some of your soul goes with that person. And so you're literally giving pieces of what you are supposed to keep for God's glory to all these people all around you. And half the time, well, not half the time, there's a lot of times you don't remember their names or like, you know, any of this crazy stuff. Um, I don't know. And I just see like in our generation right now, it's just a sexual, sexually driven nation. um, Not even nation. It's like globally.
0: World. World. world,
2: like. Everything's sex driven, and everything's i identified by your sex and like all this other stuff. And I feel like, whoa, like we have to be careful, guys. Like, as believers, we should be known by our character, not by like these other things, right?
1: Right. And you know, you say everything is driven by sex, but what I also hear is everything is driven by self. Yeah, that's 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 what happened in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, right. It was when they they shifted their focus from God. To how do I please myself, and that's mm-hmm. what we see here. Is this woman shifts her focus from yeah. this relation, this situation, whatever we want to call this ship that we're on, <laughs> to how do I put aside and how do I make money? How do I satisfy myself? And man, women, we have power. Eve had power. Yeah, we are able to turn things around we're able to change the hearts of men men will give away their entire lives for women right but it's our we have to be careful how we wield that power that we have and this is an example of how not to do it
0: man we need yep. to do i'm gonna say it early we need to do eve i've been waiting on that episode but we need to do that because it all stems from that that yeah. dynamic. The dynamic between men and women it, it stems from that and you see that we do have power in every dynamic between men and women in the bible women have power in the book of proverbs we see there's lady wisdom and there's lady folly and right lady folly she always ends up worse off and that's our lesson and that's what the bro- book of proverbs says it says of wicked woman will tear down her house with her own hands Mm. what questions do
2: you get out of that like how do we self-examine ourselves after looking at delilah's story and say okay like is there something within me that you know the character that i'm known for that that's not what i really want to be known for and asking the holy spirit to come in and like search you right mm-hmm. as the prop psalm says like search me and know my heart yeah and asking him to point out the character that he wants to oh right what watch this prune off you so to speak <laughs> and like <laughs> reshape and remold into like a new way you know i yeah. think there's often times where he gives us i mean i mean all three of our stories i feel like there's time and time again where he's allowed well, we've made choices right and actions have consequences whether they're good or bad and sometimes the consequences of those have sucked if i'm honest but at the same time the lord has always come back and like redeemed the story in a way when we submit ourselves back to him and repent and ask him to come in and do what he does best right because yeah. he's the heart taker he's the one that works things out for our good not just because we want to go over here and do this. It never works out really good.
0: I'm just mm-hmm. trusting
2: on that. Just, the ways <laughs> of the world they they cause a lot of depression, anxiety, fearfulness. Like I can keep going. That's my story. Yeah. But like and do the 180 and turn to like the kingdom. I don't know. Like to me, like you guys keep talking about power, but I feel like we're rising up in this generation and it's like whose power are you awoke to? Like, are you awoken to like the world's power or you look into kingdom power, which is a a lot lot stronger than world power. Yeah. And I'm telling you like there, there has to be a shift soon guys, because we are walking in the days of darkness and you have to realize right now that if you are a believer, it doesn't matter if you're male, it doesn't matter if you're female, you have the power of the spirit of God living inside of you. And just as Delilah used her power for not good you have the power within you to walk in kingdom and to call forth things to th- yeah the world like things from kingdom like from heaven to earth and i feel like yeah we just we 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 understand the power that we have with lust and all this stuff but what if we actually started realizing that we had the power on the opposite spectrum to actually call that forth in our territories or in our homes or in our communities i don't know y'all i just there's yeah. just been this stirring and rising up with me like if everybody actually knew that the power that they had to call forth the things that the kingdom wanted to call forth like just the shift of things that we could do you know that's where i'm at lately like do you see the demon like the the darkness like closing in speak to it and tell it to move its back on back because you have the power over that like um
0: and so i don't know yeah that's where i'm at this morning let me expand on that because when we say power right? right when it comes to womanhood and we see in this example of Delilah her power lies in her ability to have this effect over Samson right, right. like that's that's the power that her god Dagon remember she's not a christian okay right. so her god has has emphasized that her lust is her power, her ability to sway men and bring them in. And so she sees the opportunities that she has because of that power, right? In our sense, as biblical Christianhood, womanhood, you know, all of that comes into play. Our power lies in the fact that we are daughters of a king. Right. We are daughters of the most high God. Our power comes from everything God says we are. Right? Yeah. So we, we rely on that. That is, when, when you talk about character, that means like every good thing we are because God says that's what we are, right? That's-, that's who he is. So we have to take on that power where you realize I'm beautiful, not because it gives me power over men, but because God said I'm beautiful, period. Right. Like that's the kind of power you have. And so you walk in the authority of that. That's what Lindsay's talking about. You walk okay. in the authority of knowing that like, nothing can affect you because I belong to a most high God. Like nothing, no darkness, no crazy, no evil can affect me because my dad is looking over me. That's, that's the power that we walk in. And so when you bring it back to the situation of men and women, right? The power that you walk in, the authority that you walk in, knowing that you belong to this God means that you're more selective with how you share your body, right? Right. You're more uh, choosy with who you, commune with uh you're picky about your friends not in a mean way but because this power and authority needs to be in the same company right mm, right so that's what we're talking about and and you have the power to choose what kind of power you want the power of the world gives you momentary power it's not right it's not gonna last it's while you have his attention and then when he's gone it's gone right right so women, let's let's make it real, right? Like let's put this into perspective. What do you actually believe about yourself? Yeah. And like Ogechi said, it's about self. Pride is the counter to this kind of power. Our power is is giving glory to God, right? Pride and is, humility. Yeah, and humility. And like pride is is taking it for yourself and, and saying that you're the source of all of that goodness. Yeah. And that that's what we don't do. Does yeah. that make right. sense?
1: It makes sense. And, you know, as you're, you were speaking, the verse Second Peter 1, 3, his divine power has given us everything for life and godliness, Yeah. yeah. knowledge of him who's called us by uh, his own glory and goodness. So if the power that we have, right, if we look at, and, and Lindsay, this answers your question, right? Like, if what I'm doing is not giving life, then I'm not operating under the power that's inside of me. Exactly.
0: If and when that I'm doing, back to Eve.
1: Yes. If what I'm doing is not godly, if it's not pleasing to the Lord, then I am not operating under the power or the influence of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us that power, right? Right. Um, if it does not give glory to God. And now, granted, Delilah is not a believer. And so she's not operating, Shira, like you said. It's not the power of the Lord. It's the power of whatever she believes in. It's the power of self. We have to kind of weigh our actions, weigh our thoughts, weigh our, our goals, measure our goals against, okay, like you said, is it life-giving? Is it, um, is it good? Does it honor God? Does it please God? And if it doesn't, and this is not just in your, um, relationship with a husband or a boyfriend or whatever, partner, right? this is relationship with other people
2: co-workers people at work people at mm-hmm. church your
1: friend yep. if you're not giving them life if you're manipulative and mind yep. you being manipulative is witchcraft Yeah, the bible yeah. calls it so if you're manipulating people if you are sp- demeaning people if you are not lifting people up if you're not that's helping it. them become more of who they should be that's it mm-hmm. and you call yourself a believer
2: you're walking on the wrong side
1: <laughs> and let's not and this is not to point because all of us at yeah, right. our lives yeah. we've done something so it's a heart check for us too right I mean
0: I said Delilah was personal
1: but <laughs> right it's Rahab
0: a- Delilah <laughs> I can name them all Bathsheba like it's personal so yeah, I'm it's, not it's judging anybody check.
1: it's a heart <laughs> check
0: right so there are more parallels to the story I urge you guys to read it yourselves in Judges 16 um Especially between Samson and Jesus, like there's there's a lot there. The power, um, the way he dies, like, you know, there's a lot there to take away from the story. But with Delilah, as we you know, we concluded, she was not a, a believer. So I don't want us to think that, you know, we're judging her because of right. you know, our own standards or whatever. The point we're trying to make with Delilah is that we see how deception brings right. ruin. And we see how manipulation ruins people. Like, right. because this is about hurting other people. Um, and in the case of Delilah, she's hurt this person to the point of his death, right? right. And that's something for us to not admire and, and not embody and not take on as a character of womanhood that we want to embody, right? right. So the takeaway with Delilah is like, learn from it, don't become her, right? But also, she does have some good qualities, like Ogechi mentioned. She was a smart woman. She is um, somebody that saw opportunity and saw, you know, ways to make her, her situation better. There's nothing shameful mm. about that. Um, she's in the Bible for a reason, and I believe that every woman mentioned in the Bible is meant to teach us something.
2: I think there's another side, too. Like, um, as you were speaking, I just keep coming to light, like, there has to be women, I mean, let's be real, we've all known women that are like Delilah, but we also have to remember, like, Delilah didn't walk in kingdom, she was not a believer, but, y'all, she was still created by our Heavenly Father in His image, right? And so, I feel like there's a lot of times where we see, oh, well, she's just lustful, or over. she's over here. Well, Mm -hmm. I think, too, that we have to remember that we are on this side of kingdom, and we're a believer, and we're coming up against a Delilah, y'all. Love I think her. there's something humble about us actually praying into them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And remembering that that woman, too, was created in the image of God. Yeah. That even though she's not using it for his kingdom right now, there's something else going inside of her. And I feel like there's something, you know, there's just something on this, like, instead of gossiping about him right? or, like, talking about them, I think there's something just what the Lord is just asking us to do is, like, humble ourselves and actually pray for them and like bless them even if they might be coming against you i don't know i just i feel like there's a twofold in that yes there were things over here with delilah but what if we actually if we're coming up against delilah being able to actually humble ourselves and actually pray for them instead because you just you never know what people are going through either you know Mm -hmm. and so that's what else i see in that like you, you have the power to pray for that, Delilah. She, too, was created in my father's image. And so if I keep that in mind when I'm walking around versus judging, you know, it shifts your perspective, too.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Okay, so, ladies, that's how we'll wrap up Delilah. Um, I really, I, I like doing the bad girls, but who do you want to do next? Well, we have talked about Eve today, so. Like, multiple times. I say we go yeah. to Eve. Eve is a big one. And how
2: not a better fitting thing to speak about Eve and the power that she carried in the garden. I don't know. There's something very significant about Eden to me lately.
0: Like he's calling us back
2: to Eden. We're called to walk in dominion and authority.
0: What not a better time to talk about Eve than now. I've been in that mindset lately. And actually one of my favorite worship ladies Naomi Rain. Her EP, I think it's called, Back to Eden. Yeah. I Um, love it. So, yeah. Listen to that, ladies. It's amazing. But let's do Eve. It's kind of bad and good. Right. Okay. Eve it is.